0: To Real Life Real People Radio on this Sunday morning. Thank you so much for joining us today. And I just want to thank you for listening. If you listen every Sunday, God bless you. Thank you for being here today as well. And if you want to listen to previous shows, I have a podcast and it's called Real Life Real People Radio. And you can listen to that on Apple. Spotify, Google, or Podbean. And all you do is just search Real Life Real People Radio. And then you can look through the different shows that maybe you've missed and and tune in. So, Hope you'll do that. And I also want to thank our sponsors. Thank you so much. You know who you are, those individuals who sponsor Real Life, Real People Radio each month. And also Mount Pleasant Eye Care Center and Dr. Brian Nichols. Thank you for sponsoring us. We really appreciate you. Well, all right. Today is um, the beginning of June and summertime. And I hope you all are enjoying your summer. And I've brought someone in here who's going to talk about his summer and what's going on. Um, for families here in this community, and, and it doesn't end just because summertime is here. Actually, some of the work even gets more intense and, and fun. Not really intense, but fun. We have a lot of camps going on and different opportunities. In fact, this week is Vacation Bible School at a lot of churches, so we'll be talking about that, and of course, we'll talk about his faith story, some areas of his life where he has seen God move in big ways. But before we get started, I want to invite you to sit back, relax, grab your favorite cup of coffee, grab hold of your Bibles, but most importantly, grab hold of Jesus, and He will bring the Bible to life for you. Let me lead us in a word of prayer, and we'll get started. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for today. Thank you for what you're doing in our lives. Thank you for just showing up like you do. Thank you that we seek you. We know that we will find you. And so we we just want to surrender to you, Lord, and just ask that you just show us what it is that you want us to see and hear and that we may be open to the needs around us and meet those needs, and especially the children right now who are out of school and who might be just searching for some people to encourage them and to love on them and just to show them the way. Let us look for these opportunities, and thank you for your many, many blessings. We love you. We praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, I am pleased to introduce Shannon Hassel, and he's come in here. He's the Associate Pastor Minister to Families in Education and Administration, and he does so much here at First Baptist Church of Mount Vernon, and so thank you for coming in today to record. How are you, Shannon? You're sure
1: welcome. I'm doing great, Ms. Jill. Good, Good. to be here. Good Get to be uh, be, uh, be a part of this ministry yes. that you have going on.
0: Yeah, it's it's been fun to interview people, and I thought, well, you know, I've interviewed a lot of people around here at the church, but hadn't gotten to you yet. So I'm so glad that you were able to take time out of your busy schedule and Mm. and interview. So this is the week of Vacation Bible School. And I know that you're very involved with getting the volunteers and the the kids, you and Anna Tidwell and a lot of volunteers. How many volunteers do we usually have?
1: Through the past, easily over 100 to and. 25 and maybe 150 oh students and adults yes. that help with the kids. And the church just kind of goes through this transformation, all the rooms, mm-hmm. the sanctuary. Mm-hmm. And there's no question VBS is is here when it starts.
0: Yes. What is the theme this year?
1: It is Twists and turns. Oh. Uh, is, is what are and Like
0: directions?
1: Uh, like games. You know, like oh, okay. uh, Twists and turns games. Uh, what's the game you play on the floor? Twister. And yes. Things like that. Okay. But so, it's kind of a game theme, mm-hmm. and so we're excited to see the kids fill the buildings mm-hmm. through the mornings. and. Mm-hmm have fun, snacks, games, recreation, and Bible stories, mission time. Yes. Our big opening time when they get fired up about it. The offerings, the Boys Against Girls offering. Oh, okay. see Who brings in the most for our offering. And I believe, again, this year that money goes to support... Uh, our a compassion child that, that we've been supporting. So mm-hmm. it's going to be an exciting week. Yeah, so it starts to tomorrow. To, are you yeah, ready? Great way to start off the summer. <laughs> so,
0: Yeah. How many students do you usually have here? I know every year is different, but this year I bet you'll have a the, lot. Uh,
1: the children? Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course, we, like everything else, struggled during COVID. and In fact, we did not have it one year, probably first year in, in a long time here in this church. But we picked back up, I think we had over 200 last year. We'll expect another 200-plus children This year, and like I said, again, another 100-plus adults and students working with them. Awesome. It's a great way. It takes everybody, Mm -hmm. everybody in the church, from the ladies who cook snacks and cookies for the breaks and for the Mm -hmm. kids and the snack time to the folks that clean up after everything Mm -hmm. every morning and our cleanup crew and extra folks that step in to help us. Yeah. Uh, to folks that we will never see this week that are home praying for these children right, to right. come to know the Lord or know more about Him. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's a team effort, week. isn't it? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. takes everybody.
0: Now, how long have you been in ministry? Give us a little bit about your background um, in the ministry.
1: Well, uh, I can start with my family and just okay. tell you, you know, we, I was born in Bel Air General there in Houston. We moved outside of the city. Dad worked at a refinery there in the Deer Park area, and okay. that's where we well grew up is in the Highlands area, east of Houston. I have three brothers. I was second of four and uh, no, no girls. We grew up there going to First Baptist Church in Highlands. Mm-hmm. And we talked about the other day. Mom started getting us boys early in the morning off on the bus because the church ran several buses. Mm-hmm. So we would ride the bus. I loved that. We sang songs and enjoyed that trip to and from church. And about 80 years old, I, I started helping on the bus ministry. They'd take me up church on Saturdays. We'd visit, knock on doors, and then Sunday I'd show up in the morning early, and uh, we'd go around picking up kids. And and I loved it. Started doing that when I was about eight years old.
0: So did you have a, a? Would you go and like sit with different people each time to get to know some of the students, or what was your?
1: I really was just kind of up there. Keep them from killing each other <laughs> yeah. on the way to church, and we'd sing songs. I was going to ask and, you. Yeah, yeah. I'd sing all kinds of songs and keep them involved while we picked everybody up mm-hmm. and, and got them to church. And and that just, uh, I just continued enjoyed doing that. Just continue. That's what I did every Saturday morning for years. Mm-hmm. In fact, I did it until I was a senior in high school. Moved really? moved off to college, and uh, was not even a believer yet. I was uh, ten years old when. I finally realized after going to church for years and all that uh, I could go to church the rest of my life and 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 still not know the Lord yeah. in a personal relationship. And so uh, at night, uh, talking to my older brother one night mm-hmm. in our beds, in our bunk beds, uh-huh. and he just kind of encouraged me what to do, what to say. And I prayed and asked the Lord to begin having a relationship with me mm-hmm. and, and have a, a forgiveness of my sins and confess Him as my Savior. And that began an experience that I could have never scripted or dreamed or imagined. Uh, wow. It has been an extraordinary thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was, you know, I was about 10. I got baptized about a year later. I was, a, uh, I was even skinnier, obviously, than I am now and uh, was rather shy, but kind of came out of my shell as the Lord started working in my life. Uh-huh. Got involved in all the activities of church and uh, as a senior in high school at a big high school, I began wrestling with what I want to do with my life. Right, like right. Everybody does, mm-hmm. where I want to go to school, what I want to do with my life. And although I'd been in theater theater, and theatrical arts and did lighting and all through high school, Lord had other plans and Lord revealed some light to me. And How did I was you a senior. Do that?
0: Your senior year, you said that. I was happened.
1: a senior in high school, and the Lord convicted me as I began my senior year to carry a Bible with me every day to school. And, and I did that. It gave me some great opportunities to share with my friends and the realization that in a big 5A school at that time, uh, I was around probably the biggest mission field I'd ever be around in my mm, life. Definitely. And the Lord convicted me of ministering to my friends, being bold. And, and through that process, He said, I, I want to continue to use you in a vocational mm-hmm. ministry in the church. And so my senior year, I... I surrendered to the call, as they say. Mm-hmm. I accepted God's call to minister in church vocationally.
0: So, tell me, as a senior, how did you approach these people and 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 share the good news? Because sometimes, you know, that would be hard. I think in high school,
1: you it, it have, was. And did it, you start? But it wasn't like I. Again, it wasn't like I'd have thought. I, I really thought I was prepared to be laughed at, m- mm-hmm. mocked, ridiculed, and all. And I can remember one time that entire year that. Anyone ever made fun of me. And I had another friend that stepped up in my defense or really in defense of the faith. And so it really just simply opened some great opportunities for me. I had some downtime in class, like you do, especially as a senior. Yeah. And uh, I'd I, read. I'd read my Bible. Okay. And they would we'd see just you read get them. into discussions okay. and talk about it. And sometimes it was what they believed from mm-hmm. their denomination and, and what I believed. And so we got into some discussions like that. Mm-hmm. But just had some great opportunities to minister to my friends i had a group of guys we worked with on the light crew and the lord led me to uh, share with them and the first thing i had to do was apologize right. because i told them i said you know early on i have not been living a clear representation of who jesus christ is through my life and i had to apologize to them for that And that opened some great opportunities for me to share uh, Mm -hmm. my testimony and Mm -hmm. and salvation with them and Mm -hmm. see them come to the Lord. So so.
0: you did get to see a few of them come Mm -hmm. to the Lord? Yes. Wow. It was exciting. That's one of the best gifts that you can actually receive and give.
1: The best gift. The The best gift, gift actually.
0: And so, wow, that's, that's neat. Well, you mentioned that you, when you were 10 or before then, you went to church, but you didn't feel like you had a relationship with Christ. I think there's Mm -hmm. a lot of people walking around, simply just go to church, you know, say they're Christian, but really are missing that close, deep relationship with Jesus. Mm -hmm. And as I've been thinking about that um, recently, it's been all, are we seeking God? Are we Mm -hmm. seeking Him daily? Mm -hmm. So what are some of the ways that you seek God daily? in your life right now?
1: Early on, even before I got saved, I I had some just blessed, have some great Sunday school teachers and pastors mm-hmm. that really instilled both the value of prayer, the power of prayer, and, and the power of God's Word to, to, to teach mm-hmm. us and, and to guide us in life. And, and very early on, I started reading my Bible every day and uh, just enjoyed going through the stories and learning uh, more about the Lord and how much He loved me. And again, being reinforced by people that were praying for me, people mm-hmm. I, I won't know about this side of heaven right. that were praying for me. And and just people that invested their time and, and life into mine, mm-hmm. not only as a kid, but even all through the years that I've ministered and served in churches. But uh, it, was, it was that daily time of, of even just maybe five minutes in the morning, getting up and spending some time with the Lord, praying and, and asking Him to guide and see me through the day. Mm-hmm. That that through my junior high and high school years, when a lot of times again I was not reflective of Christ very well at all, those those times kept me kind of grounded though, and mm-hmm. kept me mindful of who I was and whose I was, and even when I strayed like a lot of adolescents do, mm-hmm. the Lord uh, kept kept His hand on me mm-hmm. and kept me. Uh, kept me in his will and in his protection
0: so you said two key things as you stayed in the word and in prayer Mm -hmm. and you were you were taught that Mm -hmm. and so it's so important that we now disciple the younger generation and teach Mm -hmm. them that you were very fortunate a lot of people have not had those opportunities they maybe are not involved in a church or have people in their life like you did Mm -hmm. so i think that's why you do what you do you focus on the family and fact that's a big part of your ministry is the family unit so tell us what you have seen as you've been doing that and do what do families need right now of course we need jesus i know you're going to say that but i mean as far as how do we get them to focus on jesus and um in the family unit? what what are some things
1: you've used or
0: ministry opportunities well
1: as I left high school and, and went to college, I, I started working with students. as a student okay. minister for years. And so one of the things that, that I began to realize, even to this day, because we see such a huge fallout of students when they leave high school and, mm-hmm. and, and go to college and or get jobs, that they, so many of them do not stay faithful in a, in a local church. And I, I learned and realized the huge difference in— being religious and doing a lot of religious activity versus having that relationship right. and and i think for so many of them uh they were simply doing what was expected of them what they knew was the right thing to do they were mm-hmm. doing what their parents told them to do whatever would make sure they had their car keys yes and, yes. and had the things they wanted to enjoy and and i did that to a degree to also but but there had to be for me there had to be a a transference if you will of this is what has been taught to me all of my life but now this is what I'm gonna personally embrace for myself right and and it's not something my mom did or my dad did mm-hmm. but this is what I need to do and and I think for a lot of students when the, when all of the uh, environment is taken away that they grew up with that really kind of reveals do they really have a relationship with the Lord or, or were they just going through a lot of religious motions Uh, years ago I I heard the comment that a lot of times the biggest frustration for Christians is that we try to build our relationship in in Jesus Christ on religious activity and that's not what it's about and all these things that we do in the church that I'm a part of that I encourage others to do those are all great things they are are fruits from our relationship but that's not our relationship Mm -hmm. our relationship is that time that we, we spend with the Father. And I was so thankful again that I had people that modeled that for me and challenged me in that mm-hmm. so that I wasn't just living this facade,
0: right. but, but
1: generally was learning more about the Lord daily in prayer and, who, and Bible study.
0: If you think about who in your life was the biggest model for you, who would that be?
1: One comes to the top probably, and that's Tim Edwards. Mm-hmm. Tim was the education minister when I was in uh, junior high, I guess elementary, junior high, there at our church at First Baptist in Highlands, and Tim left at some point to went went pastor church, mm-hmm. and uh, when I was, uh, not sure the time frame on this, but Tim came back and pastored at First Highlands for years. Now I was gone then; I was at college and seminary. But one of the things is, I would go back and forth to see family and see the ch- folks at churches. All is that Tim went out of his way to minister to my family and my dad. And dad was did shift work for years, yeah. and his schedule was always come and go. And and so uh, uh, he he didn't have that opportunity to have a Monday through Friday. Uh, we never knew if dad was coming or going with his schedule. But uh, Tim was real faithful to minister to my family. Then as a pastor, minister to my dad and my mom, and uh, just his authenticity in the faith Mm -hmm. and his real heart and compassion for people uh always just uh gave me a a great uh, role model i guess you'd say to to follow and uh and i asked him to come and speak at my ordination service years ago and he's retired now but uh it's uh, he was definitely a key influence in yeah. in my life.
0: And you've told him that many oh, times. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, it's interesting how that's what you do now. <laughs> exactly yeah. Try what? It. Yeah. Yes, I mean you focus on the family, and it's not just on the child or the the parent or the grandparent, but it's all. Mm-hmm. And you you minister to all of, all of those. Mm-hmm. And so you did have sounds like a incredible mentor. And I know that he really. Model law for you, it sounds like. Well, let's talk a little bit about revival in the church.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, there's been a great revival that has happened and it's just stirring, and it's in the, um, you know, a lot in the younger generations, mm-hmm. the college age. Do you see the churches coming on board all ages since you, you minister to all ages? Yeah. You think it's going to, st- obviously, it started in that age group what do you see
1: we were talking about it earlier and and one of the things as i look back the last few years is you know revival a lot of times and moving a god comes through some hard times yeah mm-hmm. and, and you know, what's the old saying you know you you want to know what something's made of you squeeze it and yeah. what it's made of that's what comes out and uh you know i think COVID really squeezed us as, as christians as believers mm-hmm. as a church and i think it made people kind of redefine why they go to church why they're in small groups why they worship the value of it uh, what risk am i willing mm-hmm. willing to take we're, we're pretty numb to that here in this this part of the world where we have brothers and sisters in other part of the world who literally face tremendous challenges and risk of persecution mm-hmm. if not even death uh, to, right. to attend public worship and all and i think it made us kind of rethink that and and, and not to be too offensive, I think it weeded out some people who maybe were just coming, going through the motions, mm-hmm. again, religious activity. Because mm-hmm. we lost a lot of folks through that. Mm-hmm. We lost a lot of people who perished, who died yeah. from COVID. Yeah. We lost family. We lost folks, relatives, coworkers. Mm-hmm. And, and we lost, a lot of us lost parents and grandparents. And uh, a lot of us lost relationships because we couldn't see them. And we were fortunate to be able to be with most of our family. But uh, I think that has challenged the church to to kind of revisit why we worship right and I and i think hold the worship a little more uh personal to our hearts uh, value it more value our fellowship and mm-hmm. face-to-face stuff we kind of took for granted five or six years ago and 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 through that i think then people that come to worship back more they get more out of they're anticipating more i think Mm -hmm. the key to worship on sunday morning is what happens before you ever leave the house to me it's what you anticipate happening you don't anticipate it happening is not Mm -hmm. but if we look forward to as as pepper says around here god doing something that's not in the bulletin right then then that's exciting and and so i I think through that through Mm -hmm. what we have seen uh, through the Asbury College in, in the last few months and the, the revival that has spread throughout our countryside that unfortunately we don't see in the news much, but it, we know is going on. Uh, the Jesus Revolution movie that's come out, if that's not too shameless a plug, but that just reminds us of things God has done just in the last few dec- decades, and that he, he hasn't written America mm-hmm. off yet. Mm-hmm. He, he still wants to do a, a tremendous yeah. work among us.
0: And I've been hearing there's a lot of the high school and mm-hmm. junior high kids just really wanting, giving their heart to Jesus during this time, and mm-hmm. and coming together as one, and and then the, just the support that that the churches are pouring into these these students, mm-hmm. and and the Holy Spirit is on the move. I I just see mm-hmm. it when whenever I'm in worship or praying with a group. Don't you just
1: feel mm-hmm. His
0: power, like He's you know, I'm sometimes
1: at the back of the worship uh-huh. on Sunday morning. I'm up or I'm up top counting heads, and and it's it's exciting to see people engaged in worship, yeah. and you can tell that just by their 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 body motion, their their mm-hmm. you know their countenance and, and their expressions and all that. Again, people mm-hmm. value more mm-hmm. than maybe they ever have the opportunity to stand before right. the Lord in corporate worship. Yeah. And and I think it's reflective of what's happening in their homes, too. Yeah.
0: And first. the freedom to worship. Yes. Like you said, I mean, we're so blessed that we have mm-hmm. that freedom to worship. And so, yes, some people worship with their arms raised up, mm-hmm. you know, others— Worship with their hands closed together, or just, you know, stoically just sitting in, in the pew. But the singing and the um, just the worship, is just it's amazing. It mm. really is. I agree with you. Okay. What is your favorite scripture and why? Mm-hmm. I know you like a lot of them, but if you had to pick yeah. one just right now. Well, a lot of you.
1: folks, I think Isaiah forty thirty one 31 comes to the those, those that hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. And right. Uh, I've always loved, probably through the course of my life, uh, John fifteen thirteen. greater love mm-hmm. hath no man than this, that he lay down his life for his friends. Yes, yeah. And, uh, and I, I've always coupled that with 1 uh, Corinthians, uh, the love chapter, the last verse, and it, mm-hmm. and it escapes me. But uh, Paul says at the end of that chapter, now the faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. and and we know the love is the greatest thing because eventually one day we won't need faith and hope because we'll be standing before the very
0: throne of god
1: and so then paul answers or or jesus answers the question if love's the greatest thing what's the greatest love and you know he says to give our give our lives Mm -hmm. for someone Mm -hmm. and that to me means time Mm -hmm. giving my time for others Mm -hmm. to me that's our greatest expression of Love for someone, yeah,
0: and uh, you do that so well, you really do. And so many people here and all around the community appreciate you yeah. and what you've done. So, let's talk a little bit about your family. You have two sons, grown yeah. sons, and a wife, and a mother in law, and y'all are all very, very close. Yes. And so, you've had a couple of rough years maybe what four years, three years ago. Three, or
1: four, yeah.
0: Um, tell us about this because here you are, you're a minister. Here at the church, to families, mm-hmm. to youth, and um, something happened in your family. Yeah. So, would you, let's talk about this and and how God was there, saw you through that season of life, and just the joy even through the trial mm-hmm. that you experienced. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah, my so. wife Cindy has uh, been a blessing to me. She she felt called to marry a minister. And she did exactly that almost thirty two years really? ago. Really, I didn't know and, that. Uh, That's amazing. We uh, we met up in uh, uh-huh. Pampa in the Panhandle. I was up there as a summer intern, youth uh-huh. intern, and met her. And we married. She's taught for years, got her teaching degree, and finished that up as I was finishing my seminary degree. And she helped put me through seminary there for a couple of years. And we were in the Arkansas for several years, where uh-huh. I took my first full time church as a student minister. And we came back to Texas. And uh, we're in McKinney for about four years. We had our firstborn, Daniel, in Arkansas. He's 27 now. He's uh, working, gainfully employed in, in the mm-hmm. Metroplex. And uh, then uh, when we moved to McKinney, we had our second son, Caleb. Mm-hmm. And uh, we uh, made a transition as we came back to Texas McKinney. I, I was in a dual role as youth and education. And uh, so while we were there, just a blowing, growing town of McKinney, and great to be there and all, but uh, Lord called me in a different role, different capacity, and put it on my heart to begin pastoring. And so um, after we'd been in McKinney about four years, Lord called us out here to Yantis, Texas, and uh, didn't know where Yantis was. I knew where Lake Fork was. <laughs> it's close. Yeah. But uh, I served as pastor in Yantis for right about eight years. And uh, it was a great town. Cindy was teaching there faithfully, and she's taught there up until this last year. Mm-hmm. And uh, she finally has come to be a teacher here in Mount Vernon, teaches fourth grade here at our elementary. And so it's been nice to have her right here with us. And, yes, the boys are, are grown, and Caleb is uh, finished his, uh, gra- got his graduation from Washita uh, Baptist mm-hmm. at OBU. But it took him five years out of four, and uh, he had some challenges along the way. We uh, came home Sunday afternoon. We were in different mm-hmm. cars, and I was coming home Sunday afternoon after we just had a, a great parent conference up here. And about the time you want to stroke yourself and uh, talk about think about how good you are as a parent, I get a phone call that you don't want to ever get from one of your children. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, we pray a lot of days. You probably do. A lot of people do. And sometimes we pray it tongue-in-cheek. You know, Lord, help me through the day. Lord, guide me through the day. And we just, you know, say our amens and, and move on. But I honestly believe the Lord had prepared me for that phone call uh, just because of how it went down. And it went down pretty uh, pretty good and, and without too much emotion and, and all. But uh, Caleb called to let me know that... Uh, the young girl that he had been with was going to have a baby. Mm-hmm. She was already, at that point, seven months pregnant. Wow. And so uh, mm-hmm. it had come become aware to her and her family. And uh, so on the way home, uh, I was talking with him and uh, concerned for him that uh, how, how hard it was for him to tell me that. I know how much it upset him and how much it upset him that it was going to upset me, if that makes sense, to have to tell his parents. But that was a heartbreaking several weeks for us. Uh, I lost my mom about eight or nine years ago. Uh, I shed much more tears through this Mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. And and not just so much that uh, what had happened, but what wasn't going to happen things that we felt like he was going to miss out on because mm-hmm. of this, and just a lot of regrets, all kinds of regrets, of course, as a parent, that that you have when, mm-hmm. when your kids make decisions like that, and uh, everybody does. But we moved through that. We uh, had a good relationship with the other family. We sat down. We walked through things together. We began preparing for a grandson, mm-hmm. and uh, very quickly, within two months, we— were grandparents uh, wasn't anything like we scripted, but the Lord saw us through it, and uh, and has to this point. Uh, you know, songs that I listened to on the radio, just going down the highway, now were songs that ministered to me in a situation that I, I had not dreamed that I would be in. Right. And um, <clears throat> one in particular I've told you about uh, Matthew West, had written a song several years ago called Unplanned. The gist of that is that there is nothing unplanned Mm -hmm. or unscripted in God's eyes, and so we were reminded of that as we uh, went to the hospital and got to see our little grandchild.
0: And can you imagine now not having Brooks?
1: No, no.
0: And he's three years old. Three
1: years just turned three back in March. Yes. And um,
0: what a blessing.
1: Yeah, you know, and it's just again we've worked with the family, with the mom. Uh, we've not had to involve the courts or anything, and all those legalities that you typically expect to happen in these situations. And we've we've just made some amicable agreements. And the Lord again has given us wisdom mm-hmm. and patience through it all. Yeah. And um, and did it bring your
0: family it. closer? It
1: through did. Do this, yes. Yes. In in fact, my two sons. Just, uh, were are really kind of bonded, although it was a struggle for the older one for a while. Mm-hmm. That it's brought them closer together yes. as well, too. But mm-hmm. it has been a blessing in disguise, and God, we've watched God work through it. And, and I'll just tell you this the church that I minister to and been here for years ministering to, they ministered to us yes. during that time oh. in a tremendous way, and that wow. made all the difference as we walk through that yeah. as well, too. Yeah,
0: so. As we close, Shannon, I just thank you for all that you do, what you've shared with us today. Is there anything you want our listeners to know? If someone's listening and they're like, you know, I don't know this Jesus you're talking about, what would you tell them?
1: Yeah, you know, The Lord is faithful, and, and, and it, but faith is something you have to reach out, and just jump on it and do it. And I think if we sit around and wait for all the evidence to lay itself out, we're, we're going to miss out. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I challenge you listening out there to trust He's not going to remove the problems. He's going to walk through life with us. And like I said, I've made a lot of decisions in life, but what I did as a 10 year old boy that night has changed my life and my eternity, and nothing else, nothing else compares. Yeah,
0: nothing else does. Nothing. Would you close us in prayer?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Father, thank you for the the privilege of radio and, and the means that we have today to communicate your love and to communicate the gospel. I thank you, Father, for what you've done in my own life. I thank you for the many you've placed in my life to invest in me, to see me through both the heartaches and challenges. And I pray, Father, use me in your ministry and in your church. Father, we thank you for loving us. We thank you for grace, mercy, forgiveness. And we thank you for the opportunity to share the very blessed things you've given us life through your son, Jesus, with those around us in these brief years that you allow us to be here on this earth. Help us to be faithful, Father. Thank you for this ministry. Again, we thank you for your son most of all. And we pray and ask all this in his precious name, Jesus.
0: Thank you for listening to Real Life, Real People Radio. If you would like to hear more episodes, simply search Real Life. Real People Radio on Apple, Google, and Podbean Podcasts. And remember, every day will be a good day when you get real with God. Real life, real people radio, copyrighted 2023. All rights reserved.
1: Real life, real people, real faith. Jesus the center.
0: I just need